If you are currently dealing with offense, congratulations, you are in the right place. If you are not currently dealing with offense, congratulations, you are in the right place. Whether we like it or not, today or tomorrow, offense will make itself known, but we can learn how to overcome it and avoid being compromised. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Hello, blended people happiest of wednesdays guys i hope the week has been solid maybe you're not listening to this on a wednesday but you know what we have a one in seven chance that that is the case so i'm just gonna go ahead and shoot my shot happy wednesday guys and i thought i'd take a moment to celebrate with you people last week we exceeded 2500 downloads of this podcast and that means that people have actually taken the time to take a listen and who knows maybe a significant portion of those individuals have applied or learned something from the content and it changes themselves and their family the idea of that is it just blows my mind. I'm super grateful for you guys again and for this podcast, this platform and what it has produced, what it is and what it will continue to produce. So brief celebration. Again, I'm not familiar with a significant portion of the listeners. So if you want to slide up in those navigating the blend DMs on either Twitter Instagram, even Facebook, just to say hello or to relay how this podcast has been of any benefit, please do so. It only inspires myself and all participants to just continue forward. So thank you guys so much. It is something worth celebrating. So last week we touched on the very lighthearted subject matter of offense nothing but rainbows and flowers throughout that experience um but no for real like talking about this subject is something that i've been looking forward to because it wreaks havoc in people's personal life and within families like when we think about offense and what it's capable of like the divorces the literal wars that have taken place on whether a civil or international scale, the dissensions and the division that is inspired in our interpersonal relationships, like these things are inspired by offense. At some point, an individual or a party gets offended. And then again, we take up some form of arms and some action takes place and action that is inspired by offense will never produce a positive outcome. So as I continue to shine a light on offense and what it does in and through us, I want us to relinquish some of that power that we've given this idea of being offended. It does not mean that we are weak, although 
Weakness is okay. It's all good. We have our vulnerabilities. We are capable of being hurt. One of the worst things that we ever learned when we were younger was sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never. Bro, I like I don't even want to finish it. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, who, who came up with that? One of the biggest lies ever. I'll take stones and sticks all day. Those early words. Oh, my gosh. Insane incredible how corrosive they are how they attach themselves to us almost like a cancer and i i almost feel as if that's what offense can be equated to like it is this spiritual emotional and mental cancer that can introduce itself to us subtly but it's something that just continues to grow and it serves as a greater threat to us over time. And it, it, I feel like it just causes us to operate outside of our character. It causes us to function from a place of, again, anger, pride, hurt, confusion. And I feel like we have to ask ourselves, are we OK with settling with being just 95% of the best version of ourselves? Are we comfortable with offense robbing us of that 5%? For some of us, it's 10%. For, for others, it's 20%. And is it okay? Are we fine with settling for 80%, 70% of our capacity? And of course, my listeners are just incredible people that are not offendable. So I'm just talking about the general population, everyone outside of yourself. But like, are we cool with functioning at a decreased capacity? And for myself personally, I say no. I want to be at 100%. So it's necessary for me to recognize and address something such as offense. And you want to know what's really annoying? Actually, after I recorded the last episode, um, again, if you haven't listened to it, please do so. I believe it was fire provided much context. But we went into the story of Cain and Abel focused in on Cain and his process of offense. And after I recorded it, like I went through that process myself and I recognized that I was actually I'm actually offended by an individual in particular. And this is somebody I have a lot of love for, but this individual is within my vicinity. I see this person on a regular basis and I recognize that it's not just like, oh, I'm a little annoyed or whatever, or there are inconveniences. I actually walked through that five step process that Kane experienced and I recognize that I'm actually offended. And that was so annoying. And I don't consider this a life altering, drastic, like huge offense that's compromising my whole life. But I do believe that I could be operating at about 95 percent, 93 percent as a result of this offense. And I, I really have to determine whether I'm good with that or not. And I don't want to be good with that. So this episode is obviously entitled, I am offended. And you know what? 
It's so annoying. As I was preparing to record this episode and I was already thinking through it and everything, I didn't think I'd be talking about myself. I thought I'd be talking about you guys and helping you out. But literally, I'm helping myself out right now because I am, in fact, offended. Like, oh my goodness, what is going on right now? But as you guys know, I'm all about the processes. And I believe that once we come to this conclusion, we can finally and boldly state I am offended. I feel as if there is a process that we can engage in order to avoid being compromised or overtaken by offense. And I think it all starts with asking the question, why am I offended? And I feel like this is a loaded experience and there are so many different components to this aspect of overcoming offense. But we have to ask the question, why am I offended? And surprisingly, sometimes this can be a difficult question to answer because it's all about knowing yourself. It's all about being clear on what your values are, the people that are the most comfortable in their skin and that have an awareness about the things that are most important to them. Those individuals are capable of of identifying what has offended them at a much faster pace than the others, the individuals that aren't so familiar with themselves. I remember early on in my marriage, I was offended often. Like I had no idea. I had no internal and emotional regulation. So it would just all result in shutdown. I wasn't familiar with myself. I didn't establish my values, our values as a family. So I couldn't point to the thing that she may have done or said, suggested, or the experience that took place that really turned me off and affected me deeply. And now, not only am I in a place where I can identify an issue, I have no problem speaking on that issue and pointing it out so that my wife or others are aware of the fact that I have an issue with it. Like, legit, like, I used to shut down potentially for days just trying to process and figure things out. And although right now I can still be a brat and kind of make the process more difficult than it has to be, but for the most part, I can identify why I am offended by something. And again, this becomes easier as we mature, but what can help you paint a clearer picture could be figuring out how you got offended. So again, as you walk through what Cain experienced in his process of offense first, determining what belief was undervalued or what expectation wasn't met in an encounter or or in an experience with another individual. And as I think about the person that I guess I am offended by, I can pinpoint some things that would equate to an unmet expectation. And then I go to the next step, which is internal meditation. What has my narrative been? What have I been affirming over and over in my thought process? And then number three is the character compromise. So how have I gone against my values and my preferred way of operating? 
And then number four is the conclusion. This after those processes, this is the decision that you've made up in your mind about this individual. And the last step is optional, but it is the manifestation of offense, that being the power trip. And on one end of the spectrum, you're acting out, potentially lashing out from a place of anger or retaliation or something like that. And on the other end, you are completely pulling away, preserving yourself. Ultimately, on both ends, you're doing something based on how you've interpreted the situation. So as this process of figuring how you got offended helps provide a bit of clarity, there is still the need to figure out why you're offended. And this requires figuring out why you specifically are offended. So again, I've mentioned in the last episode that offense is subjective based on my experience, my makeup, my person, how I think and function. So it's possible that what offends me does not offend you. For instance, people that use blue cheese dressing, like I don't even... Like, I don't even want to have that information because I feel like we wouldn't be able to do relationship together with that information because I would just assume that you're not a very good person and you generally make poor life decisions. You know what I mean? (laughs) So figuring out why this experience or this incident is a threat to your person specifically is crucial. And this applies all the more to people that are in your life like your significant other, like your children or stepchildren, because they are going to be around and they are going to proceed to offend you. So what that person or those people did, they're going to do it again and again and again and again. And this area of your person or this belief that you have will constantly be under threat and pressure. And part of this process of figuring out why you're offended It helps you to determine whether this is an area that you just cannot handle or it's not an option to impede this belief that you have or this expectation you have or whether you just got to get rid of it. Like I used to be offended by the random screams in my home, just random yelling, just outbursts, blah, 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 because I'm a reactionary person and I just want to like get to the problem and I want to solve it, whatever the case And it just got to a point where it was just like excessive. And I had to figure out why am I so affected by this? Is this something that needs to change or is it me that needs to change? Guess what, guys? I'm sure you could assume it's me that changed. My expectation for the outbursts and the screams has lowered significantly. I am no longer an extremely reactionary person to loud noises. I don't know if it's because of deafness or if it's because I've chosen just to maintain my internal peace. Not external peace, okay? Not a chance. I specifically said internal peace. And the last thing I'll say on the significance of figuring why we are offended is because it is not the offense in and of itself that serves as the greatest threat. It's the door that opens as a result of the offense. I really can't say this enough. Offense can impact our lives and the lives of those around us on this gigantic scale or on a subtle, almost untraceable level. 
And it's up to us to figure out who we are as a person, determine our values, get clarity on how we want to function personally and as a family so that we can decrease the room that offense has to work. And while life does happen to us all, unwanted things, things outside of our control, I promise you the people that are operating, functioning as addicts, the people that are just casually angry, the individuals that can't handle a disagreement with another person without wanting to completely eradicate that relationship, those individuals have made much room for offense and they're operating from that place and therefore their internal conditioning as far as their mind, will, and emotions as well as their behaviors are compromised and they threaten themselves as well as those within their vicinity. So this is no joke. We don't just become offended or turned off or dissatisfied by an individual and and then just proceed with our life. We need to figure out what that is about, because just like a cancer, if it's left unchecked and taken care of, it can absolutely ruin your life. Or maybe you're just operating at 90 percent for the rest of your life. I mean, that option kind of sucks, too. So as we conclude that we are offended after we've figured out why we've become offended, the next step is determining whether we will forgive or not and be mindful of how the question is posed. It is, will I forgive opposed to can I forgive? Because generally we can. But when we ask the question, will I forgive? That gives us the power. It puts the ball back in our court. And from there, we have a decision to make. And I've used this illustration before, but when I see someone who's harboring unforgiveness, I imagine them as a prison guard and the person that they have unforgiveness toward or resentment, bitterness, whatever that individual is in a cell. And they are, again, operating as that prison guard to ensure that this individual does not leave their cell. So while they're serving a sentence, you as the prison guard, is you're serving the sentence alongside them. You're right there with them. You may not be within the confinement of the bars, but you are stuck in that position. Nowhere near as free as you think you are. And I'm sure you've heard it before that when we forgive others, like not only does it let them go, we take the shackles off of them based on whatever we were harboring. But we also free ourselves up. And when it comes to forgiveness, there are two things that I want to point out. Number one, forgiveness is not always just a one time thing. It's not a matter of just concluding in your heart. For the first and last time, I forgive this person and I relinquish them naturally, especially if we were deeply offended. And on top of that, especially if this person continues with their a certain behavior, despite understanding how that behavior affects us, it just requires another level of forgiveness. And on that note, I want to point out the second thing about forgiveness and that being it is not an acceptance 
of the behavior or the thing that has caused offense. So it's important for us to communicate how we've been affected. And this is conflict that can be solved together. It's not like there's conflict in between us and we're both going at it. We are both coming to a mutual conclusion for the sake of ourselves and our family. That is the hope. And when there are actions that threaten us in the long run, and when it comes to the big picture, those things have to be addressed. There are obviously preferences like leaving socks around, you know, toilet seat, the position of the toilet paper roll, or even beard clippings on the sink. You know, for some ladies, that's just not even (laughs) that is a big picture item. But for the most part, those things we can address over time. But it's the big stuff that we really need to come to terms with so that we can function together on the same page with congruent beliefs. And that's because this process of overcoming offense, the offense provides some new information And with new information, behaviors are changed. And when behaviors are changed, then we naturally from there change our outcomes. It is the process of maturation, but it is sped up when we experience such things as offense within our relationships. So when it comes to forgiveness, it's obviously different from one relationship to another. Again, if this is your significant other, if it is your stepchildren, if it is your partner's ex or your in-laws, how we exercise forgiveness and the need for it as far as what it looks like practically is very different. You can, I can, for instance, forgive an in-law and adjust our relationship so that the behaviors that they will continue with, whatever the case, no longer threaten me in the capacity that they did before. I can still have love for them, but I can say, hey, you know what? I can only spend so much time because it gets to a point where this bugs me. That's just me being honest with my experience. However, if when it comes to my stepchildren, because of my desire and expectation for us to grow and love together and thrive, there is there can't be this standoffish experience. Yes, I can accept the fact that in this moment there is a little extra tension or a decrease in connectivity, but that doesn't mean I grow complacent in where things are. My expectation remains. I want us to grow and I just need to learn how to go about doing that. And honestly, I might offend some people right now by saying this, but we have so many quitters in the blended family, like so many nacho parents, like literally living in the same household. Yes, the little person is disrespectful. They've been through chaos and dysfunction in their lives. Adults have let them down left and right. And they've been exposed to crap via what they're watching, what they're listening to, all types of stuff just went through a pandemic. So they're emotionally irregulated. Some of them have hormones kicking in like they're terrible human beings, (laughs) like, let's be real. But they've been through some things. So for us as the adults to say, oh, no, I'm just going to quit on them because it's inconvenient. That is insane. It is not right. And it's a sign of not counting the cost prior to engaging 
in the blended family situation. I just had to keep it 100 for a second. But as I was saying, forgiveness, it is entirely necessary. It's very important that we are aware of how we've been affected so we can communicate effectively what our experience is so that we can make change with those that we are in intimate relationship with. And this applies especially to those that are within your home. So if this is your significant other, your children, hey, like we're in this together. If it's in-laws and if it's like extended friends, family and whatnot, like honestly, those relationships are extremely important and there is much value. But if we need to adjust so that our priority remains our priority, then so be it. It is possible to have genuine love for people from a distance, recognizing that actually you pose a threat on my well-being and therefore my family potentially. So we're going to go ahead and adjust our relationship. And before I move on to the last point, which will be brief, there is oftentimes a need to forgive ourselves. Like we extend grace elsewhere, but we need to extend that same grace to ourselves. Oftentimes, whether you're forgiving yourself for putting yourself in a position to be hurt and offended, especially if you were advised to avoid certain circumstances or You need to forgive yourself because you were offended for a long time and you accepted it for what it was and you behaved in ways that were inconsistent with who you are or who you want to be. And maybe you even hurt some people because you were functioning from a place of offense. Like you have to forgive yourself even if people maintain this perspective about you or they maintain their hurt or unforgiveness toward you, if you've apologized and committed to being the best version of yourself possible, whatever they hold on to from there is their business. It's no longer your mission to prove something to them. If anything, you're proving something to yourself. And that takes me into the last part of overcoming offense, and that is commitment. We ultimately have to commit to our convictions. If your conviction is to remove yourself from circumstances that cause offense, we need to stick to that. If our conviction is to exercise forgiveness and take off that security guard jacket and let this person out, we need to stick to that conviction. Or even if we're putting our foot down in our homes and we're saying, hey, like this behavior has served as a threat to myself, our family, whatever the case, and creating a new standard together and sticking to that, not allowing yourself to fall back to what was comfortable and familiar. That is your conviction. That is a commitment to the healthiest and most fruitful outcome. And this part is all about personal responsibility. Even if you've established a commitment with your partner, with your family, with your partner's ex, whatever, to operate in a certain capacity, the most important thing is for you to make that commitment within yourself first, to walk that out constantly, no matter what. 
the commitment is not broken if those individuals operate differently or if they decide to do something else. Your commitment is your commitment. And doing so decreases the room that you have in your life to experience offense. And therefore, you are not compromised. Therefore, you are not operating at a capacity that is lower than what you're capable. Just imagine the blessing that we could be if we were to commit fending off offense and being available to serve our family and loved ones like it literally would change not just our lives but the lives that we are surrounded by and is that not what it's all about so as a man offended in this very moment i am engaging this process i hope that a little bit of this helps guys i will talk to you soon Thanks for tuning in and please take a moment to hit me with that honest rate and review and then subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.